Hello, friends. Uh, Rob here in Highlands Bunker Studio. Uh, we have a fun one today, uh, but also an important one. Uh, the MAGA Q scene in Delaware, like many places, has established itself both online and in real life. I did see a, a Trump Whiskey Murphy caravan roll through our neighborhood the Sunday before Election Day. Um, I laughed very hard because it's hilarious. Uh, this traveling. Uh, Sensation Stop the Steal is a great show right now. I've been following that all over. That's uh, undeniably funny, uh, but it's also uh, extremely bleak uh, in many ways. Uh, to discuss this all with me today is super producer Carl and Jacqueline Brick. Uh, Jax is a horror writer and a game designer. Uh, she's also an activist uh, and a street medic. Uh, and she is also, I saw in my perusal of her work today, a uh, a member of the IWW Freelance and Temporary Workers Union. Sure 631. Am. Yes, that's dope. IWW 631. Hell yeah. Or IU 631, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I just, that's I, very cool. I just got my copy of the Principles of the International Workers of the World 9th edition in the mail. Very exciting. This is the kind of stuff that Carl and I do like to hear from time to time. We, we, yeah. like, to, we like to hear this stuff. Carl will be taking taking good notes. How are you doing, Carl, man? How's everything going on your end? It's going all right. <laughs> so before we get started today, I, I did want to mention that uh, I'm going to do a, a big rip in her in her honor. Uh, Representative Lisa Blunt Rochester, soon to be Senator Lisa Blunt Rochester, today voted in the U.S. House to fully decriminalize cannabis and expunge all records. The bill Hell passed. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. The bill passed uh, 228 to 164. Uh, it will probably go nowhere, uh, but I'll salute I'll salute her right now by burning one down. I cannot take a rip because of all of my mental health medications will fuck with the marijuana's. Yeah, see, I've actually I've actually incorporated all of my stuff into the into the smoking of the weed. So I'm I'm lucky in that in that fashion. Yes, I'll do I'll do you I'll do yours then. Okay, you can you can have my spiritual rip. There you go. That was a good one. That was a Thank good one. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. You did something good. Thanks, Lisa. We love Lisa. At least you tried. You know what? Lisa. At least you tried. At least you tried. Hey. <clears throat> so, I, um, I mean, obviously, I knew about Q and PizzaGate and all of that shit right at the beginning of the. Of the Trump presidency or the candidacy into the presidency. Do your gentle listeners know about Pizzagate and Q? Well, I, I believe they do, but I'm going to give them a, a brief background. I'll give them like the just the briefest of brief backgrounds is that, uh, first of all, the one of the Clinton conspiracies is sort of an international uh, pedophile and, and child sex trafficking ring. That's one of the things that they do. Now, of course, the fact that Jeffrey Epstein exists probably doesn't help tamp down. And this, Harvey Weinstein. And Harvey Weinstein. It probably doesn't help tamp down this particular rumor. Um, but um, one of the places, apparently, that this cabal of devil worshippers met, based on the documents, uh, was this Comet Pizza in Washington. Uh, somebody went there with a, with a gun to shoot it up or to, to, uh, you know, to save the children. Someone uh, else set it on fire. Yes, yeah, someone else set it on fire. You know what's uh, funny uh, is 
um actually before all this when obama was still president i was dating i casually dating a guy in dc who took me to comet pizza and ping pong and their arugula pizza is really good apparently it's very popular it's very good like there yeah i mean like a bunch of staffers go there because it's like it's really good pizza and it's fairly centrally located also they don't have a basement that's important something that i find particularly funny about the pizza gate conspiracy is like they're keeping the kids in the basement no uh, fucking yeah. basement. So uh, that was a, one of the larger conspiracy theories, but they all sort of got condensed and 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 sort of it's almost like a fractals. They're going on all different directions. Is this idea that there's a there's a there's a Q person on the internet that posts on either Reddit or 4chan or something H-chan. who a chan who is somehow incorporated into the. The story that Trump created about the deep state. It's a deep, it's a deep state, folks. And so they've incorporated, now that has spawned, you know, dozens of now different sort of fractal conspiracies and people who are involved. And, and uh, I know uh, JFK Jr. is still alive, etc. I don't want to get too far into it, but if I've missed anything big, cover sort of the general, uh, the general conspiracy and, and what it is. So I do want to talk about this actually from a game design perspective, because I think it's really interesting. Um, So QAnon is coming from a LARP designer, someone who has actually won awards for LARP design. QAnon is an online LARP. The Q, Q, Q stands for Q clearance, which is actually a clearance given in the Department of Energy, which is why this is also so funny. Um... Q, the person claiming to be the Anon with the Q clearance, or Q, or whoever, um, makes these cryptic drops and is like, oh, figure this out. And there are entire clusters of people dedicated to trying to spin these into a narrative, which they then follow. Um, the the uh, podcast QAnon Anonymous does a really great 101 description of this. But it's it's so interesting seeing people LARPing as, like, incredibly destructive and dangerous LARPing that's turned into a cult. But QAnon is essentially the biggest LARP in the United States right now. Well, I would, I would just say that, that the, and, and again, it was sort of like the way that it was woven from sort of like this... Uh from the bowels of the internet, you know, it's, it's not necessarily the dark web, I guess you can still, can you go on 8chan and 4chan from your regular browser? I guess you I can. I think so, yeah. So, you know, it's there, um, but the way that it was incorporated into the, into the Trump story, I think was what it, what made it, that part of the story, I think made it stick because not only was it on the internet, he could, he could go out to the rallies and like talk about the deep state and what he was going to, he was going to drain the swamp and he could use all, and they could put that together. Yeah, and of course he refuses to say it's not real because if he says it's not real, then, you know, QAnon will have a freak out in either the oh my god he's being pressured way or the oh my god he has or the oh my god he's betrayed us way or it's just not going to go well for him. And QAnon really has just has this really interesting fascist narrative in a lot of ways because it's this idea that there is a there's a strong man coming to save us. And it's either JFK Jr. or Trump or whoever. And then you mix in stuff uh, from the satanic panic from the 80s. And I wasn't alive for that, but I know you were. 
Um, I was. And so stuff like the satanic panic or blood libel, because this is adrenochrome is just blood libel, right? Like it, this is this is this goes back to like the Middle Ages. Yeah, there's that whole the whole like the whole sort of like um international banking cabal is now part of it because you can pull all that into like the deep state. Um yeah, it's it is it it I think naturally it has like reactionary politics, so I'm not surprised that um that it spread uh to here. Um because I th- it really got incorporated with as you said, like just sort of pseudo fascist reactionary politics that got that got real hot here so well you know 90 percent of of companies in the united states are incorporated in delaware why not incorporate here too sure Uh, (laughs) when did when did it start like uh presenting itself like in the the delaware twitter circles and reddit circles let's talk about Lauren Witzke. Carl, I don't know if you want to put in some air horns here, but uh, uh, like uh, the... uh, and then you can like put in air horns and post when I'm saying put in air horns and then we can just... um but <laughs> so Lauren Witzke is probably our most dominant QAnon candidate that we had. Um, I don't know if any state legislators were QAnon focused. I'm sure there were. I'd have to look into it. But Lauren Witzke is among a group of 18 uh, federal, what well, was among a group of 18 uh, federal uh, pe- people running for federal office. There were 18 of them, all QAnon. People like, um, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Joe Perkins. I don't remember well, she, if Joe Perkins won. Was, I know Marjorie Taylor Greene. What? Yeah, Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's going yeah. to the house, right? She's yep, the one. Sure she's is. The one, one. Yeah. So she'll be. That'll be. That'll be a real hoot. That'll be great. Um. So Lauren Witzke is Delaware's QAnon candidate, and it's really interesting because all of these podcasts, all of these like social cultural podcasts that I listen to that aren't specifically Delaware-focused, have actually started talking about Delaware and Lauren Witzke because she's she's so loud. And, like, I am not one to denigrate women for being loud. I'm extremely loud, as you can tell. But I refer to Lauren Witzke as QAnon Barbie because yes, she is tall, Tall, blonde, curvy, and completely pilled. Pilled, for those of you who don't know what that means, refers to being red-pilled, which is a reference to the Matrix, which is an allegory about being trans, but which the alt-right section of the internet has taken to mean, oh, well, you're part of the alt-right now. Yeah, as somebody who followed it, like, I definitely saw it come up, and the first thing that struck me, even before I knew what her background was, was that it was, uh, you know, it was a clout exercise, you know, you have a certain look with the Q, you're, you're into the Q thing. Um, you have a certain look you can do, like you can present it as a, um, just what, you know, what Trump did. Just present it as a, cult, create a cultural character um, that has these sort of traits and just present like that in public. Um, but again, this, the scary thing is like how many people sort of, 
you know, we've you've seen violence at places, as we said, like at Pizzagate. You know, there's been sort of weird stuff happen there and, and elsewhere. Um, so that's the scary part. I mean, I've actually never met her. I know she was up here uh, for a couple like crazy events during the campaign season. Has anybody run into her? I am extremely lucky in that I have not actually physically run into her, but I've seen her all across Twitter. Um, she also, like, she's been protesting outside of the state building in Wilmington. Yeah, I've seen that. And she also, I think when Biden announced that he won the election, she had, like, a, a Stop the Steal parade at him. With like some proud boys and some gripers. Oh, she loves the gripers. She sure does. Well, I mean, again, that's part of that. That's the the character that she is is definitely going to attract, you know, all like proud boys, all that stuff. I mean, her her campaign manager, I guess, I don't know if he was a proud boy, but it's certainly of the oh, proud he's boys. Basically, I'm, a Nazi. Yeah, it looked the same to me. It's all the same rhetoric. So. The, that's the thing is you can create a character, but you're gonna you're gonna attract your your audience, your constituency for this is going to be some of the some of the the, the fucking scum of the earth. Well, well, I mean, it's just so clownish. Uh, but Honestly, again, these fuckers almost make me miss Scott Walker. Yeah, I mean, I do miss Scott Walker, man. He's a character. He is. He's a but, he's a character, not a capital C fascist character. Correct. Like he, right. He's more of like the libertarian sort of slumlord character. Yeah. And I don't know. He doesn't eat white bread. Or maybe he only eats white bread. I don't remember. It's one or the other. Yes, definitely one or the other. Here's the thing about it. As our followers uh, on Twitter will know, the Highlands Bunker podcast and extended syndicate does own an original Walker acrylic on stencil wood uh, from, from, from 2015. Uh, we can't, I mean, it's in a, it's in a secure, undisclosed location. We, we use it every once or twice a year during a, a particular ritual. I can't talk about that much, but anyway, we have, we have it. And the story behind it is it'll go down in, in our ritual in ancient lore. It's incredible. It's incredible. Well, I'm very happy to announce that as part of the extended syndicate and cabal of the Highlands Bunker podcast, I have acquired a Lauren Whitsky sign. Yes. Um, uh- all the signs of the devil. It's yep. the devil, folks. It's the work of the devil. It's the work of the devil, folks. It's evil incarnate. So on the back of this sign, it was one of those big um, uh, corrugated plastic signs. Someone had written, don't even think about it. And Miss um, Witzke, I am here to tell you that I thought about it. And, and also, and also did it. Uh, yes, I did. I did. You also did it. I did. There's also, I think, I think I've passed her house before because there's a house in Kent. She's from Sussex, though, right? I think so. Yeah. She's, yeah. She's she's yeah. definitely from Slolo. But I mean, there's a- Murph, big Murphs up here. We got them everywhere. Fair. We got them. We got a we got a big Murph sighting she's here. Delmar. Oh, Delmar. Like there you go. The bottom of the state. The bottom. Oh, okay. of the, the soul of the the soul of the state. Um, so there's a house on Route 13 that I, I assume is just, like, pilled to shit, because every time I pass it, um, when I go to see family in Kent County, I always drive past this house that's, like, before the election, it was like, uh, if you, if you want to keep your citizenship and 
don't want to be overrun by illegals and rapists, vote Trump. And, like, after the election, it said, congratulations, stupid. Nice. Yeah, I mean, again, the, the, the bleak part of it to me is the idea that, like, you're not going to get overrun by, like, to the extent that there are immigrants here, it's going to be the same no matter what. Uh, Obama, like, was the, was, the, was the deporter in chief. You know, he built the cages everybody would go in. Um, and so, like, you get to just use the slogan as a, a slogan you would use to cheer on a fucking basketball team. And, and then just own, you know, own or get owned. Like, he didn't want to be owned, so he changed his sign to, like, ever call everybody stupid because he knew he was he knew he knew was owned. He was publicly owned. Yep. Um, but, again, I, I... My interest in this actually lies here, and I wonder what you think about it. So, Lauren Witzke was an opioid addict. Um, she got tied up in, in, as many addicts do... And selling also and carrying to get, you know, this is not uncommon thing, right? Yeah. And it's another one of those stories, like uh, in, in the, the, the housing crisis, when people lost their homes and got, got, got rooked by, by fancy um, subprime mortgages, but then we bailed out the people who tricked everybody. Right. Um, and then we, we, we just let, you know, we let McKinsey figure out how to actually pay pharmacies more, even if there were... Uh, overdoses of Oxycontin from their pharmacies. I mean, so nobody... The, the the land was rife for this kind of fucking nonsense. And nobody's really talking about it. And I, and I, and I don't think it's a... I don't think it's a... Um, it's an accident or, or just a coincidence of fate that the person who now has taken the mantle of this sort of new Tea Party, neo-fascist MAGA Q thing... Is a is an ex is an ex uh, opioid addict. I, I think that that makes perfect sense to me, actually. Um. So here's the thing. Uh. The, this this is in a couple parts, and please forgive me because my ADHD will cause me to go like this. And for those of you at home, I'm moving my hand in a swirling direction. Um. But I was actually raised in a Tea Party household. I was raised in a Catholic Republican homeschool Tea Party household. And I swung pretty hard left in college. So when people are like, you know, why, why is this, why is this, you know, happening like this? Why are the Republicans thinking like this? And I think you actually do make a really good point. Because if the Christian right loves anything, they love a fucking redemption story, right? They love someone who is like, I used to be involved in child trafficking and then I did whatever. Or I used to be involved in, it's never anything like, oh, I used to be involved in embezzling. Or I used to be involved in check fraud. It's always something super salacious. Like I used to be an opioid addict who would run drugs across the border from Mexico, which is what Warren Whitsky says. And something I want to point out before I continue on this, this tangent is that even with harm reduction and like not making fun of addicts and addicts or people that should apply to people like Lauren Witzke. Why we're making fun of her for this is the hypocrisy because she is now saying, Oh, well, I used to be a drug runner from Mexico 
And now that I'm clean, I think we should jail addicts and anybody who has uh, access to drugs. And, you know, we should stop people from coming across the border, even though running across the border was like incredibly profitable for her. She's not actually interested in making life better for people. She's interested in being like, oh, well, I used to do this thing and I realized it was bad. So now I'm going to shut down this thing entirely and punish everybody else who does this thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I absolutely agree with that framing, by the way, if people didn't sort of get that. Like, I'm not I'm, I'm sort of neutral on the person or, or I'm just using it as an example. My general proclivity is, like you said, to have um, that uh, outlook on, a, on, on anybody who is, is, is an addict. But my question to you then would be if you're coming out of this um this problem and you're thinking um like you said how are you gonna are you from a political from a political standpoint it's gonna have some kind of effect on you if you're gonna do something politically so if if, if what was her option she could either turn into a reactionary or engage or do, in harm reduction which is what they're currently doing in i believe oregon yeah, but that's not. I, I guess what I'm saying is, like, that's a um, that's a fringe. That's a fringe. That's not what they're doing in Oregon. Isn't generally represented across the country in any kind of party oh sure any kind of party politics anybody can get can get a hold of sure like and I wish had, it was I, of course. So if she wanted to sort of enter the political game, there's only really one game in town, and that's the reactionary, hypocritical one, uh, because there's. There, there are other options, but those options happen to be outside of the... Yeah, I mean, what she could have done if she really wanted to make opioid addiction a plank of her platform, like, Chris Coons, God bless his soul, um, was, it doesn't run on the opioid crisis, right? Like, it's not one of his big platform planks. Right. You don't actually have to run on the opioid crisis to be in politics in Delaware, and if you do, like some people, you can actually run on funding recovery, which is what some politicians in Delaware do, and it works. Um, if, you, if you're not funding harm reduction, like, yes, you said that you mentioned that is a fringe left position. Again, I wish it wasn't because it's very clear how helpful it is. But even if you're not going to run on that position, you can absolutely run on, hey, you know, let's let's fund more treatment centers. Let's fund more studies. Let's do something, but she's working on a more carceral platform because what you do as somebody who is on the Christian right is you talk about how you're a sinner and then you talk about how you were saved and then you talk about punishing sinners. That's how it goes. Because if you punish sinners, then they won't want to be sinners anymore, see? Yeah, I mean, they definitely take out of situations. Like, the real sort of spiritual way to think about it would be obviously not a egotistical way. But you're, when your first inclination is to do something egotistical, you're going to wind up doing what she did. And, 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 ma and make no mistake, it, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's, it, was, it was very, uh, from, from the standpoint of what we see on the internet generally, uh, from from this group, from Q and and MAGA people and and internet, uh, whatever you call it, uh, Instagram uh, influencers or whatever, it was a pretty slick thing. She got a lot of press. She got she had a lot of donations. She made 
because she won the uh, uh, primary, she got even more. And so it, from that aspect, it was a it was a great success. And I and I think that was done, obviously, uh, in a way that there, it wasn't like she stumbled onto it. That was engineered to do that, which I think is fucking disgusting. So I just want to make that perfectly clear. I mean, everything about uh, Lauren Whitsky is very, honestly, very Delaware Way engineered, right? Like it's this yes. whole, yes. and we talk about the Delaware Way in a lot of ways in regards to Democrats, but it's also really important to note that the Delaware Way, the presentation is very important. Like the last person I can think of who had this sort of presentation, who had this sort of backing because of the way she talked and the way she presented herself was Christine O'Donnell. And Christine O'Donnell wasn't this bad. Like, Christine O'Donnell's fucking... We could talk about Christine O'Donnell all day. Well, because I think it went from... I think it went from, like, a tea party aesthetic... Yeah. To, to a, a Q aesthetic. To a Q aesthetic, right. I mean, you saw... it. I mean, she's definitely a proto that. I mean, there's a, there's yeah. a pretty clear line of... yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, no, I mean... It, there, there is a very clear line between the moral majority, the Tea Party, and Q, right? Because it's it's all of these people who think that they are somehow losing their position of power in the country, who are disillusioned, and who feel they have no say or strength. And then somebody's like, oh, well, there's actually a secret cabal that's keeping you down. And the thing that pisses me off is Q people... So bear with me for this on a second. I'm on it. Q people are not wrong. There is a group of wealthy people who are trying to fuck you over. They're just pointing at the wrong people. And they're pointing at them for doing the wrong things. Like, fucking Jeff Bezos doesn't have to torture babies for him to be a bad person. He's, like, he's literally sending strike breakers into his Amazon facilities and... Amazon workers are being massively underpaid, not getting health insurance, being injured on the job, and have no protections. And Jeff Bezos does not have to be a pedophile or a vampire, which, by the way, is an anti-Semitic slur, I discovered. Like, the idea of the vampire itself is not anti-Semitic, but people use the term vampire or blood drinker to refer to Jewish conspiracy theories. Also, lizard people? are like a metaphor for Jews? Well, I think what a lot of people, I mean, people find out and they're cool with it. Like a lot, I think a lot of these like mm -hmm. new proud boys and not, they, they find out that stuff, but I think, yeah. I don't think people understand sort of where the imagery comes from. So I, I do think people use it just as general imagery and not realize it. Oh, no, absolutely. Weird, yeah. But it's just it's the whole thing is very strange. It's, it's interesting because like Q people wouldn't be mad at Jeff Bezos for being rich at the expense of his workers because a lot of these people think they could be millionaires given luck, right? You know the you know the term temporarily embarrassed millionaire. Yep. And there's this okay, so this is also coming from me as somebody who was groomed and assaulted when I was a teenager by people by you know older men who were interested in teenagers. So content warning, you might want to skip the next couple of minutes. This could get a little heavy, folks. So yes. You know. So I was groomed and assaulted when I was like to 16 and it sucked um i mean i didn't realize how much it sucked at the time because like ah yes older men paying attention to me and i'm i'm 28 and i'm still having to process that 
Um, as I mentioned to you earlier, Rob, I got a dick pic from a guy old enough to be my father last night, and it like sent me into a five hour spiral that I and I couldn't get to sleep, and I had to fucking take a Xanax to sleep. And there's this idea in QAnon that there's just a bunch of helpless little children held behind steel doors, and if we can just get to them, they'll be fine. And They'll all be innocent, and then we can castrate the pedophiles and kill them and anybody who has a pedophilic urge. And the victims are completely forgotten because it's not the rescuing the victims isn't the point, right? Yeah, if rescuing the victims was the point, you would actually um, you would actually speak out against the actual people who, as you said before, are the ones who are doing the exploiting. But that's yeah, not, that's not like, what this is about. It's not. It's if if taking care of the survivors and rescuing the victims was the point you'd see a lot more funding towards like actual organizations that are doing the work um i know a lot of people on the left don't like polaris and that's fine because polaris has a lot of really shitty anti-sex worker policies um but people like um uh god sex work a sex workers outreach project does a lot of anti uh anti-trafficking work um red umbrella project i mean there's a bunch of pro sex work uh organizations that actually do a lot of stuff with abused children and you know children who are at high risk for being trafficked by their parents or boyfriends or people whose houses they ran away to because trafficking is most often committed by family members or relatives but i don't we can look that up later but the, the point is not the point is not to take care of the victims because victims are real fucking inconvenient for people like this. The victim they're always picturing is the blonde, blue-eyed, cisgendered, abled, non-mentally ill child who's just like, oh, you saved me. I'm perfectly innocent now. and I can live and it'll be fine. And they don't realize that fucking people like us grow up. Because it's not the point. Yeah, I mean, the I point think... is to save the symbol of innocence. And let's be clear, the children they want to save is a symbol. They don't real. Some of them don't realize that a lot of them do. And they're trying to save this symbol of innocence from this big, mean predator who everybody knows is a predator. And it sucks because Virginia Gouffray, who is one of the accusers of Jeffrey Epstein, is now a member of QAnon. Because these are some of the only people who have been like, oh, yes, we believe you that you were assaulted by Jeffrey Epstein. And yeah, I mean, it, it would make uh, going back to the example before. I mean, when, the vulnerable person, it would make sense for them. Yeah, like, yeah, like I mean, this, yeah. And like Virginia Gouffray, if she wasn't famous because of this, if she wasn't, you know, a known household name and she went to QAnon. And was like, hey, I was assaulted by someone who wasn't, you know, already linked to all of these politicians and stuff. They'd be like, shut the fuck up. We don't care. But, like, because she was one of Epstein's victims and she's connected to other people in the cabal, quote unquote, they're like, ah, yes, look. Yeah, I, I think that that's, that's actually exactly right. First of all, the first thing you said, which is which I think leads to it, is that the Delaware Way 
creates this sort of like creates this situation because the Republican Party is giving their imprimatur to this behavior. This is a political this is this is being leveraged for political reasons. There is. And but but the the Delaware Democratic line as a Democratic Party generally or Chris Coons or even Biden. This is the reason this is the reason a lot of uh, Democrats got beat around the country is because Biden could say, well, Trump's bad, but the other Republicans are, are our partners. Yep. There are partners in ensuring that corporations exploit and extract and concentrate wealth. And so. And so that argument, so pointing the finger, like you said, like Bezos or one of the one of the tech people or a venture capitalist person, you can't that's our politics doesn't doesn't include that. And so once you're outside of that and anything sort of anything goes, like I said before, like you you are actually creating the conditions, um, you know, for people to, to decide whether. I have to cope with this in some way. I got to cope. And how am I going to cope with it? Am I going to am I going to am I going to uh, look at, look outward and have a spiritual awakening about how we're all the same and who who is being victimized and by whom? Or are you just going to be like fuck it, I'm just going to it's going to be I'm just going to do what I want to do and fuck everything. Like you're more like that that that's it, it's there there's no there's no material um benefit in the, the the politics is covered capital will fuck you that's it and so when when you get out into the when you get out into the fantasy realm you start to see crazy shit and unfortunately i think it's it's probably at least going to get as crazy or crazier um i don't know how they're going to integrate sort of now that trump has lost but this constituency is still there and no i know how they're going to integrate they're already well, I mean, starting. They're doing the stop the steal thing. I mean, that's well, that's... that that, and they're also doing the, oh, well, you need to be nice to your Trump supporting friends because this is a really hard time for them, and we were nice to you in 2016. Like fucking no, you weren't. And they're pulling really hard on the paradox of tolerance because that's what fascists always do. Yeah, it is. It is a little bit weird. Um... It is a little bit weird to see these rallies about the about the election when it's like, you know, there, there's this is not unprecedented. You know, close elections we've had tons of them. We've had tons of disputed elections. You know, Gore probably looks like Gore beat Bush. There was one in eighteen hundred. There was one in uh, eighteen seventy seven. There was one in two thousand sixteen. Yeah. So so th this is not entirely. But, but even within that that group of sort of like razor thin contested probably stolen in some fashion elections which there's been a handful this one's like not even that close it's not even in that and so to see the um to see sort of the maga thing morph into this um man i can't even explain it like like in real life you're seeing just drunk people give like legislative testimony um you're seeing like uh, press conferences outside of uh, landscape in places. Um, and you're seeing so much shit. Like it's it's hard to keep up with just how how absurd it is. Can we just lighten the mood for a minute and say how amazing Four Seasons Total Landscaping was? What an absolute blessing Four Seasons Total. 
how fucking incredible that was. It it was a lot of it is just I mean the funniest thing now I think and I'm I'm wondering what Carl I think about you with this because it it has these sort of electoral politics implications so all of this shit's going down in Georgia where you know it seems like there's a group of people uh, who are like the you know we're gonna we're gonna lynch the Secretary of State and we're not gonna vote and all this stuff and that dead eyed woman is like rallying up. And now, now Trump, Trump's going to go there tomorrow, but there's a runoff. Both Senate races are in a runoff. And so, like, it's just a weird sort of circumstance. Um, from an electoral standpoint, I, I know you've probably been running the numbers over there, Carl, and trying to, you know, write some, write some algorithms inside Excel and some if-then-do loops. What, what, is, is this going to, uh, is this, do you think this is going to have any impact, this, this nonsense about Stop the Steal in Georgia? On the runoffs, I mean. I mean, honestly, I've seen stuff that starts to indicate that just because, I mean, we finally got our like our first polls. Um, and it seems like it's not going to be a whole bunch of people because I think the, as was a lot of things that the, the media element of something and the constitutive, like how, what percentage of the population this is always tends to be a little bit over-exaggerated. Um, like consider the fact that Lauren Witzke was getting an article on the news journal every day yeah. um, where then she, you know, gets the same percentage of the vote as every other Republican, because that's just kind of how it works. Um, the fact that Trump has been pushing it so heavily, I think has more of an effect. Um, and just, but the thing is with a tight race like that, because everything in Georgia right now is 50, 50 as it, it has been for the last four years or so. I think I could very well see it being just enough uh, because it's it's not even just to think about the voters themselves. It's about the absolute anarchy within the actual organization um, or the, the absolute mess within the organization of the Georgia Republican Party, which is apparently kind of what was happening in Arizona, too, um, where you saw Biden win, Mark Kelly win, a bunch of people went down ballot. Because when the party is arguing between like the people who still have kind of a semblance of like a like a toe in reality still and the people who <laughs> withdrawn the toe um they aren't working together to get stuff done and with a run out like that runoff like that the turnout matters a lot um all the stuff that they're doing actually matters a lot as composed opposed to like a general election where a lot of it is kind of determined by the general environment organization matters um and when your organization is split in half and yelling at each other um that does not help you yeah. and i think that's pretty clearly what's going on in Georgia right now with the Republicans. So it's we'll always see. really interesting to see that with the Republicans because the meme is sort of the, the, the Democrats and people on the left are always tearing each other apart and that the Republicans always present a united front. But seeing seeing the Republicans do so in such an obvious way is always really interesting and fun. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm I just want to see I I Trump is supposed to go speak there. This is, I don't know when this will go out, but over the weekend, Trump is supposed to go and speak there. And I just wonder, he's going to do the whole thing where he's just going to be like, oh, the Secretary of State and the, uh, the governor should go to jail. And then he'll pivot. Well, you know, you got to vote for the lady. Vote for the lady and the old guy if you can. It's good. You know, it's like, he's, he's just going to, it's going to be totally incoherent. Yeah. And like, 
as a fascist, it helps if your leader is incoherent because then you can put any words into their mouth that you need him to say. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, the spectacle matters more than like parsing the content. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can I can I recommend a, a docu-series that I watched recently that I love that has a really clickbaity name? Absolutely. So Netflix has a docu-series called Hitler's Circle of Evil. And bear with me because it sounds like a boring-ass World War II documentary. But it's very, very good. Because all it's about is about how all of the men closest to Hitler were gigantic man-babies with bad priority sets. Um, Joe's, uh, Joseph Goebbels apparently got into propaganda because his novel couldn't get published and he blamed the Jews for it. I mean, that's sort of, it's funny because that's the Ben Shapiro story. He couldn't get yeah. his stuff all shit. And he, and he blames, Jewish, but I mean, he blames the other Jews for it. That's yeah. also the, uh, Stephen Crowder story, failed yep. stand-up comedian. Breitbart. Yep. Mm -hmm. Andrew they're Breitbart, failed, same shit. They're all failed, um, creatives with a lot of resentment towards the liberal professional class and that's why they have such a seething hatred yep of the democrats yep yeah it's why they it's why they do the the, the culture like that was the breitbart thing is politics is downstream of culture so you know they're 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 sh sh shutting me out <laughs> so i'll i'll play i'll be the victim yep show them with, yeah i mean that's it, it's like not it's not that uncommon and, like, dude, I'm a horror writer who's gone through a lot of trauma. If anyone's going to play the victim in the creative space, it's me. But, like, why, I, could, I could learn a thing or two about melodramatically playing the victim from some of these guys. Yeah, it, it works, though. It works because it's easy. It's easy. This is why you see the turnout. You know, everybody assumed... Um, that nationwide turnout, if it was really, really high, would help Democrats everywhere, and it didn't. And because the easy answer of turning this into a cultural ball game uh, is just easy. I was at a, I was at a, uh, an outdoor thing with like six people about uh, maybe three, four weeks ago, uh, and I know these people sort of casually. It's like four of them, and. They know it was right after or it was it was around the time where it looked like Biden was going to win or it was pretty clear that it was announced, whatever. One of the maybe Pennsylvania announced or whatever. And everybody was like, oh, you got to talk about it. And I'm like, not really. I don't like Biden. And but so they st they started talking about it. So I started talking about it. And so I so I said uh, so it was clear that this guy voted for Trump in 2016. And he was a younger guy, he's probably in early 30s, say, or maybe 35. And he's a, you know, he's a rich guy, he works at a bank, he had a fancy wedding abroad somewhere, you know, he's, he's a wealthy, affluent, you know, he, he's, he's, his parents gave him a house to rent out. He would and, be the polite leader in the purge, yes, I understand. Right, I mean, he's like, doesn't understand why landlords suck and all that stuff. And so, and so I asked him, I said, well, why did you vote for Trump? I'm not, I said, I don't care, like everybody thought I was going to make a big scene about it. I said, why did you vote for Trump? He's like, well, you know, the liberals, they, they weren't letting you say what you want to say. It was, they were getting too liberal or too, like, and I, I'm, and I, yeah, like, 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 yeah, like that, like too woke, whatever. And I said, uh, 
so how'd that work out? Do you feel like you're freer to say like what you d couldn't say before? Like how, what did you think that that, like listen to what you're saying to yourself is you voted for the president because you didn't feel, you, you didn't feel like you could say what you want to say. Dude, you owned like three homes. Who fucking, you're, what's wrong with you? So this reminds me of the Huffington but it, Post. But I guess my, that my point was just that yeah. it resonated. That, if, 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 if nothing's really on offer, just being able to like fuck you kind of thing, it re that resonates with people. Yeah. It's in all, and oh, this person says what he means is almost always a dog whistle for, oh, he gets away with saying racist and sexist shit. And I'm happy with that. Because it makes me feel less uncomfortable about being wealthy. Or, yeah, I mean, the class dynamic is always going to be there. Yeah, That's... or, and there was also a weird class dynamic in, um, like, poorer areas, too. There's an excellent documentary on, it's either Hulu or Netflix called Hillbilly, which you should all watch because it's by an Appalachian filmmaker about her family. And she talks about them voting for Trump, and they're like, well, you know, he's... We don't really like him, but Hillary called us deplorables and we don't like that. So we're going to vote for the guy who says he's going to bring back cold jobs because he didn't call us names. And that that is something important that I want to mention is a lot of there's this there's this idea that like QAnon supporters are like these backwoods, buck toothed, incest, poor, you know, whatever. And it's mostly like middle affluent middle class wine moms. Yoga instructors. Yes. Like Pilates Crystal Teeny. Um Is it a lot of yoga instructors? Is that the thing? That's like the uh, There's a lot of yoga, yeah. It's one of those there's, things. There's yeah. an episode of QAnon Anonymous, which is very good, uh, called the New Age QAnon Pipeline. So Yeah, that makes sense. Because it's probably like a lot of anti vaxxers too yep. that are like because mm -hmm. that's also a conspiracy. And that's a lot of like uh, sort of affluent wine moms. That's a that's a big thing. Yeah, because that's all because that and the thing behind that conspiracy is the particular sort of self. Like there is a narrative in each conspiracy theory. And I'm not talking about the conspiracy they push. I'm talking about the thing they're actually afraid of. Right. People who subscribe to the QAnon super conspiracy are the same people who usually the same people who subscribe to Alex Jones are the same people who would have subscribed to bill fuck what the hell's his name the guy who came before alex jones who got shot for not paying his taxes somebody got shot for not paying their taxes well he also had to pay for he got into a shootout with sheriffs because they <laughs> came up to his house listen folks it was the deep the deep state the deep state they shut uh, this guy this guy's a this guy's a libertarian he's a christian and they they went they they the authorities went and they shot him it's sick, the, folks. It's sick. It's the devil's work. Bill Cooper. Bill, Bill Cooper. Cooper is the guy. That's who Alex Jones learned how to Alex Jones from. And he was the first guy to take UFO conspiracies and uh, New World Order conspiracies and put them together. And, like, he is sort of the originator of the conspiracy memeplex that we're very familiar with in the U.S. today. And QAnon is just the most recent um, what's sort I'm looking for? Incarnation of that. And QAnon is so catchy because it is everything and nothing at the same time. That's the point. Yeah. 
It is what's referred to as a Big Ten conspiracy. There is room for everyone in it. There are flat earthers. There are anti-vaxxers. There are New Agers. There are fundamentalist Christians. And they all coexist because they all believe that somebody is drinking children's blood, probably. Yeah, I mean, that's everything sort of once it once it um, sort of goes out and has its tentacles and all of those different things. And again, once uh, once there's no. How do I want to put this once everybody's has their face in their phone all the time and politics becomes what we were describing before, where it's just you're a consumer in the in 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 the in the Internet. That's it. That's what you are. And and so if that's all you can be, yeah, I mean, I can get down with some weird shit, like because that's all that's what you you know that you can kind of see you can kind of see how that uh, yeah and QAnon experienced a huge jump during COVID because it was just people at home with their computers looking for any reason as to why the world they knew suddenly ceased to exist, and that's the main fear behind QAnon is that someone else is pulling the strings. We are helpless to do anything about it unless there is a strong man telling us to do something about it. And our innocence is going to be tainted by this thing. That's it. That's the fear behind QAnon. Yeah. And as I said before, I we haven't talked about it a lot on here. It's not kind of what we do. There was one episode with uh, with uh, Kirsten Walther that we, we talked about uh, Epstein a little bit and uh, and Ghislaine and, and, and that. Uh, like once, once the fact of the matter is that uh, or or, or uh, something else I was talking to a friend about today. Uh, another Catholic priest at Sally's was just uh, busted for it was in the paper today for child pornography, and and, and this guy's like this guy's fancy and like you know there's all sort of different kinds of priests. This guy was a real fancy lad. He was like he he had taught at Sally's and then he had moved to like Vienna where he was in like the royal court or some bullshit. Wow. And then he came back and he was like an assistant principal at Sally's, et cetera. But again, I mean, the bishop, uh, the bishop of the Wilmington Diocese, Maluli, he was in he was in Baltimore and he offered to buy a, uh, a witness or a, a victim, actually, of, uh, of of molestation as a child, a boat. He works. He, wor he, he works in my neighborhood, that guy. And so when stuff like that happens, like it's pretty hard if, if you're giving if you're giving people very limited options. And you're kind of like, just let all this other stuff, like Epstein just sort of gets off, we don't know. These priests just sort of get off, we don't know. Like, it just gives them places to go. You know, there is there is room to talk to these people, actually, I think. I guess is what I'm saying. Um, like I said, it, it, it certainly attracts very dangerous people. So, you know, I'm not saying go out and, uh, like, solicit and do organizing with, like, maniacs. But I, I do think that it, it behooves us to sort of understand the environment in which these things grow and and snowball over and over again and that's fucking I, power thing that's yeah, and, and like shit i i'm gonna make a very dark joke here so please excuse me i, I wish someone joke. had offered to buy me a fucking boat oh my god do you yeah. know how much better my life would be if someone had bought me a boat like, yeah. my trauma wouldn't have been healed, but I could have sold a boat and had a house by now. Unfortunately, none of the men who victimized me were particularly wealthy. But, like, the, it's, 
again, it's that whole, like, whenever people hear about pedophilia, they always think about a specific type of kid. It's, it's always the good white blonde kid. They never think about, you know, the, the at-risk kid, the kid who is being punished, the kid, you know, etc. And the, the, the immediate response is always, I want to castrate a pedophile. I want to kill a pedophile. I want, and people don't think about how talking about all of this, like, violent, like, retributive talk affects us. Because when, pe when I don't talk about being groomed a lot, because whenever people hear about it, they're always like, oh, I'm going to find that guy. I'm going to kill him. Like, no, he's in jail for assaulting a 15-year-old girl. Like, who wasn't me? This was later. Like, how does that help me? Oh, well, he can't attack anyone anymore. Great. Now you've committed a murder and you've decided that you are the person who can justify. You've decided that your moral imperative to wreak vengeance for me, when I don't want it, I just want to be kept away from that person. You've decided that that's more important than anything else, and that's fucked up. Yeah, I have to say, not to get even darker, I guess, but one of, the, <laughs> one of the things that, um, and again, I understand why this shakes people up when you hear, you know, uh, I have to say, and, and, and uh, peace be upon Mehmet, I get a lot of my Epstein news from Truanon, uh, you know, whatever you want to think about that, you know. Um, but yeah, I think the... The, the grooming or like the targeting is this it just is so it's very it's hard to describe uh, what it like how I feel because it's like the most vulnerable people or the people who are being exploited already that are in you know uh, precarious situations personally whether housing or school or money or whatever and they're just like and the way that it's done to play against that and offer people stuff, it's that part of it. And, and again, I, I'm not diminishing any part of it, but that's just so, I mean, I, I can't even joke about that. I can't even do the Alex Jones voice because that part of it really is like a, the mind fuck part of it is, yeah, it blows my mind. But the, the best thing you can do to help survivors of that is to be nice to survivors of that, like, yeah. People are always like, oh, man, kill a pedophile. Like, have you considered talking to anyone who that person harmed and asking what they want? No? Okay. I'm going to stop talking to you now. Yeah. I, I mean, there, there are just people who just want – because they like, – like the guy I was talking about. He just thought he was being made to be like – he was being bullied into being nice. Yeah. Like – Okay, you're not being bullied into being nice. We're just telling you that if you want to be nice, you can just do this. But the, the reaction to that is always like, you know, I'll just be an asshole because you're telling me what I have to be nice. Like, yeah. you know, we're just asking you to be a human being, dum-dum. Yeah. And I don't know. It's, it's just a fucking struggle because we are all so trained in so many ways. And this ties back to Lauren Witzke having this very combative character too, which is a lot of what we're talking about today. Um, is we're all trained that heroes respond to things with violence, right? We we are raised with, like I like the Marvel movies fine, they're okay. I like Captain Marvel a lot, um, but like we're raised to believe that heroes combat things with violence. And 
if you want to be a hero, because clearly you want to be a hero, you don't want to be part of an organization, you want to be the person leading people to victory, um, then you have to do violence. And it's this idea, this I, the, the constant carceral retributive talk, and like, don't get me wrong, I think people should have consequences, but like, immediately jumping to, oh, we're going to address we're going to address the person we can attack and rightfully so rightfully so attack instead of figuring out what we can do for the people they hurt first because the people the people they hurt not a priority yeah and again it comes down to um a philosophy a premise like if if indiv if if you're if if you think if you if it's been, if it's been drilled into your head that the most important thing is you individually liberty's you and so you can't even be inconvenienced to um you know in in polite to be polite in society like that's an inconvenience to you because you don't recognize that uh you know that cultural rule uh, wearing a mask is an infringement on my personal liberty. Yeah, you don't get it. Like you don't. It, if you can't um, see at least outside of yourself to, you know, follow certain rules of just etiquette when you're just out being nice to people, like when you're interacting in the world, or wearing a mask so we don't spit in each other's faces and kill our grand and kill our grandparents. Like if you can't get out of that, that that's the. I mean that's the biggest move, right? Is to just try is to try to have some empathy and hopefully that works into a feeling of like solidarity. Like then ever then that's a mass movement thing because then you can actually do something together and you don't have to feel so hopeless. Um but yeah, that's the problem. Is nobody really thinks about the 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 true victim or what's really going on. It's too hard. Too hard. No, yeah, I mean, it's, it's too hard. It's it's over when we punish the person responsible. That's when it's over. That's justice. And yeah. Um, well, I, 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 I will give you an opportunity to say whatever you would like before we close it out. Oh, I was hoping I was hoping we could have a couple of minutes to uh, read some Lauren Witzke tweets. Let's do it. I love it. I love All right, it. Let's well, read so some crazy. Carl ones. or Robert, if you want to pick me some Lauren Witzke tweets to read. I would love to do this because there's okay. some there's some sicko ones. Carl, you there want, are. You want me to do it, or you want to throw some good ones up there? I will. I will take it from either of you. I've Please. tried to avoid them as much as possible, so I don't have. Oh, I have her else. blocked, but I always check her page. I'm um, still looking to see if she notices her sign on 896 is gone. Let me. I used to have a few here because I was sending them to him. Let's see if I can find a good one. I wonder what she's. Does anybody know what she's up to? Like now, is she is she stopping the steal? She's still on the stop the steal. Probably the stopping point? the steal. She's also yelling about liberals aren't being tolerant enough. Yeah, okay. Well, that's yeah. good. I mean, that's a cope. Yep. Let's see, if I can, let's see if I'm blocked. I might be blocked, kids. Are you blocked? I might be. I mean, oh, no, wait. Hold on. Oh, oh, oh. oh. No, I'm not. I'm not. Okay, so good. Let's see. Oh, her, look, dig this. Dig this. Her, okay. pin, her pin tweet, 
her pin tweet. Her pin tweet is the, is the Onan video of them counting ballots. That the guy was like, yeah, that's the guy in the room right there. It's that like that thing, you know that. Oh God bless that video. Yeah. So the, the, the fact that that's her pin tweet will give of you. Of course, a- it's a fucking one one American news network. Uh, that's so nonsense. great. All right, so please please link me some Lauren Witzke tweets in the chat, then I may read them. Uh, let's see. Oh my god, this is good. Let me let me pull up my browser. So for those of you who haven't heard me do dramatic readings before, I have a couple of voices. You've heard Rob's uh, Alex Jones voice, which is great. Folks, folks, I'm, 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 I'm I thought I was blocked. I'm being shadow banned. Fine, trying to find the documents. Shadow uh, banned. I've been shadow banned. That's what they're doing. Everyone knows it. Jack the Nazi Dorsey. Fucking shadow ban. Whatever. Um, so I, have, I have two. I have two voices. I have the Lady Bracknell voice from the importance of being earnest, and it's a um, a heightened received pronunciation accent. That is uh, very, very irritating, and I like it a lot. Let's see. And then, of course, I have the Valley Girl, which I learned from my sister, who is kind of like Lauren Whitsky, except she never ran for Senate. So, yeah. All right. Uh, hold on. Let's see. This oh, is, I got this some is... from Carl here. Oh, nice. All right. So, uh... So is this is this is this more recent or is this during the the is this campaign? Uh, time? I don't know. We're gonna find These are out. All recent for now. Oh, good. Oh, here we go. Yes. Uh, so this one is from December fourth. Um. Okay. So which which voice should I start with? Oh, I like the I like your sister voice. Do that okay. one. Uh, so keep the pressure on at Brian Kemp GA. Hold the GA runoffs hostage until we get the audit and signature checks we deserve as American voters. We owe them nothing. Fight for President Trump. <laughs> Folks, I shit you not. Today is the today is the fourth. <clears throat> this was uh, this morning at 9 a.m. Yep. That is fucking hilarious. So here's one from yesterday at uh, three. Here's one from yesterday at uh, three twelve p.m. Uh, Disclosed TV post breaking CCTV footage presented at the Georgia Senate Committee hearing, which is currently underway, reportedly shows thousands of ballots counted unsupervised for hours in the night. And Lauren Witzke retweets this with the comment: Saddam Hussein's Iraqi elections were more transparent than Georgia's. Man, she's pulling out. She's she's pulling him out of the hat right there. Oh, she's doing so dude, good, dude. Iraq, look at that. Pull that out. Uh, that comes to save the day. That I mean, yeah, that's good, a good job. One. I mean, I wish she probably wish she could have tied it into Benghazi, but that probably. Is, but I mean, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Callback, a little Iraq callback. All right, all right. Oh my God, here we go. Okay, so this is from November thirtieth at nine thirty eight a.m. So she had her coffee that morning. Thank you for this one, Carl. This one's really good. Um, so 9.38 a.m. on November uh, 30th, 2020. We are witnessing the biggest coup in American history to like overthrow President Trump and our con- uh, constitutional republic. I'm ready for military tribunals for the deep state. Who's with me? <laughs> there it is, folks. Folks, you have everything here. You have a uh, coup to overthrow the president. 
constitutional republic. Remember, there has to be a republic and the constitution must be mentioned. And military tribunals for the deep state. Man, she hit everything there. Okay, here she is. Here she is calling us out personally. Oh, great. Uh, this is November 24th, uh, 2020, uh, 7 p.m. Thanksgiving is for families. Christmas is for Jesus. The left wants to cancel both but preserve Black Friday because woke consumerism is now their daddy and their god. Oh, man. See, this one's good. This one's even better because it works in the consumerism thing. That's the hook, right? Because that's why people are, are feel the way they feel. But it's like woke consumerism. So if you're worried about woke consumerism, what are you really worried about? The deep you know, state, I, apparently. I mean, it's the deep. It's the deep state. It's the deep state. They just want you to get your Annie Ann's pretzels. Yeah, I mean that's like again, it's so obvious what they're, you know, they're just playing on these things. Like, uh, like okay, so it's terrible because she's not wrong that we shouldn't have had Black Friday. No, that's she's, the only she's thing also, she's not wrong about. Yeah, well, she's also not wrong about what I would call like woke consumerism, like about the idea that, um, you know, that Walmart has a chief financial officer who's uh, who's a gay or that the, yeah. C the CEO of Dow Chemical is a, is a, a trans lesbian woman or something like I oh, well, wasn't it wasn't it you who were like, oh, yeah, it's the, the CIA had a trans trans Asian <laughs> torturing people in black sites. And I was like, hell, yeah, yeah, Don't it was call like, me out like this. It was some woman in the military got like promoted to CENTCOM or some CIA role. And they were like, this, this diversity in, in, in the Biden administration is going to be great. And I was like, well, I always wanted to uh, be rendered uh, to a torture prison in Thailand by trans gay men. But honestly, I mean, that sounds hot as fuck. But I mean, you know. it's, I, that's that was what I always if I was going to be tortured in a black site. I mean, I wanted to be an intersectional torture. Right? No quite, I mean, there's really no question about that. Right. Also, it sounds a lot of fun for some of my friends who have interrogation kinks. So, you know, uh, <laughs> hold on. We have another one. Oh, Christ. This is from November 21st at 8.05 p.m. Rhinos exposed. Media in a panic. Democratic Party dismantling. We are winning. <laughs> winning. Here, Well, again... And you see, um, if you you know, and and these are the recent ones, and she's really taken uh, to like the the choppy, uh, the the like the Trump um, the cadence of the tweet. Yes, where it's just like winning people, winners, uh, advocates, uh, patriots, ba 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 ba, like that kind of thing. So she does pick up on that move too, yep. which I think is is huge. So you want to know something hilarious? She's tweeted at President Trump at least 20 times during the election season. He has never responded to her. Oh, man. See, that makes me feel bad. She's not I, I don't feel bad at all. Uh, she's not getting uh, a clout. Carl is really just fucking hitting it with these. Because I have right two more. Okay. Um, so do you want I've Always Back the Blue or the Million Maga March? Oh, give first? me back the blue. Give that cop fucking propaganda. Put that right in my veins. All right. I've always backed the blue, but after seeing what I saw go down in D.C. yesterday is making me reconsider. 
their job is to protect us and maintain law and order. I refuse to back anybody who allows conservatives to be assaulted in the street by domestic terrorists. Nice. I like when they turn on the cops, I have to say. I, I, I do. Now, of course, this is just bullshit. It was just her way of being of being of turning up the victim thing to yep. 11, you know, uh, but but yeah, I mean, if you want to shit on the cops a little bit, I'm here yeah, for that. Go for it. Yeah, I'm here for um, that. I don't know if you heard about. Um, so I've been again, I've been listening to QAnon Anonymous a lot because it's my special interest. QAnon has been a special interest of mine for a lot of reasons, especially because my sister recently got into QAnon. Um, and one of the people they were talking about was Laura Loomer, who reminds me a lot of Lauren Witzke. And they were talking about how funny it is when conservatives own conservatives because Laura Loomer interrupted a uh, House hearing uh, to yell about President Trump or something. And a Republican congressman started doing an auctioneer's chant to drown her out as they pulled her out of the room. Like, he just reached deep inside the Missouri in his soul, because he's from Missouri, reached deep inside his soul and was just a cattle auctioneer for five minutes. Well, I'm going to read this last one. Uh, oh, just... the mil- is this the Million Maga March? Or... No, this is, a, this is one after that. This is All the... right, well, let, let me read the Million Maga March. And then okay, I'll, 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 go ahead. Okay. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> wow, the Million Maga March was insane. And it's a day that will go down in history. Catholics, Protestants, atheists, pro-lifers, 2A advocates, Proud Boys, QAnoners. I swear to God, I thought this said Young America Fisters, but it's Young America Firsters. And Young America Firsters all united to fight for President Trump yesterday. That's what it's going to take to win. I mean, it is going to take that to win. Especially so, those young American fisters. So here it is. Uh, this was from the 5th of November. Was this the day after the general election? Yes. Okay. So the day after. So everything's still sort of in flux, right? Please do the Alex Jones voice. You can tell we're winning by the accelerated rate. Oh, you wait a minute. You can tell we are winning by an accelerated rate by which the leftist demons are getting agitated. National partial birth abortion was on the ballot. And you know these demons love to spill the blood of the innocent. <laughs> yeah, folks. I had I I um... six six six. <laughs> <laughs> this is evil. This is evil incarnate, folks. You gotta go to infowars.com. This is evil incarnate. Oh they, my they, god, they've... it's totally evil incarnate. You got to Lauren Whiskey. We've been shadow banned. We've been banned. The mainstream you won't hear this in the mainstream media, folks. The mockingbird media. Oh Christ. Um, yeah, I mean, we had a good time at a lot of people's expense today. Um yep. I think I can say pretty honestly that um good, we don't like you. Um, you know, I, I don't know what to say. If you feel bad, you know, I I I care in the sense of what I said during the during the show, but um I don't like you, and so that's yeah. it. I mean, if you feel bad about any of the the child uh, trafficking or uh, child sexual abuse stuff we talked about, I'm sorry, because I too am there. Um, if you wanna go look at some people who are working on ending that, we uh, I can send some links to Rob and Carl so that they can maybe put it in the show notes. We will uh, do that. We will definitely do that. Cool. 
you can find me uh, at JacquelineBrick.design. Um, that's J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E-B-R-Y-K dot design. Or you can find my link tree at linktree slash rufflejacks. Well, thank you very much for coming on and having a fun one. Uh, yeah, this is good. We got a lot of stuff planned next week, and I wanted to get something fun out of my system. Uh, I yeah. like that. That that was that was very cool. Um, the only thing I can tell you to everybody out there um, is create create or be ready for another option. Um, yep. You know, the Democratic Party is not your option. Um, the people who uh, don't denounce in the Republican Party don't denounce this bullshit, or the people in the Democratic Party that say they're our friends and our colleagues or our partners. All of that's all bullshit. Um, we're going to talk a lot about the General Assembly coming up because we're going to try to hold people accountable and exercise some power. And, and I think we have an opportunity to do that. But really what the regular person can do is just try not to be so egotistical. Try to get outside of yourself. It's going to help with your advocacy. It's going to help with your organizing. And it'll just help you be a nicer person. Read uh, desert. Yeah, I, I try because I'm not always a nice person. So I try to I try to keep in the front of my mind to do this. So at least, you know, I can not look like an asshole all the time. So thanks, everyone. Uh, you know where to find us at Highlands Bunker on Twitter. Uh, Patreon.com slash the Highlands Bunker. We will speak to you soon. Left is best. Bye.